All right, guys. Welcome back. I don't know if any of you joined us late last night after the games. I think we were uh, we were dragging a little bit. A little it was bit. a long day, but I'm feeling pretty refreshed, ready Me to too. go today. We are uh, set up here at the FFPC main event drafts. We're at the Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. Uh, we are just outside of the ballroom where there are, I think, like 35, 40 drafts going mm-hmm. on right now. And uh, yeah. auctions as well. Well, we're going to be hanging out here for the next... Uh, couple hours we're going to have uh, some guests swinging by to talk uh, drafts adp all of that good stuff so yeah feel free to uh, settle in with us and uh, the chat's going too so if you guys have questions uh, stuff you want us to pass along to any of the high stakes pros we're going to talk to that would be uh, welcomed and uh, yeah how are you uh, how are you feeling pat after one day in vegas i'm i'm feeling good i think yesterday we uh, we went after it a little harder than we had planned to and uh, <laughs> you might have noticed that by our demeanors last night a little bit, but uh, I think we powered through to the best of our extent. Um, and then today, just going around looking at the draft boards a little bit, seeing some interesting stuff happening, getting excited about our draft tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, for you guys who don't know, Pat and I are drafting a main event team tomorrow afternoon, which is the last possible main event draft, which means we have maximum amount of news and game results from last night that can affect our board so it's super fun to go check out all the draft boards and see how those are kind of dynamically changing in real time so you guys just finished your draft you had the 101 which is what we have and you said you went girly we went girly yeah yeah and then what about the two three turn that's what we're really interested we in kelsey ty on the yeah. turn so we had some receiver cool. options but we like ty jamal williams in the seventh love that we peyton barber jumped a little bit yeah only had Gurley as our running back through what round five. So then six, seven turn, we went Barber and uh, Jamal Williams. We're Should thinking be. the same six, seven turn running back. Yeah. Yeah. We were really going Sanders, but this guy robbed him of us. So robbed yeah. us of him. What was your, what was your favorite pick in the draft? And I think it was Kelsey, just him falling that late. Try we to, assumed he'd probably <laughs> go a little bit earlier. Yeah, I would agree. Kelsey, we think it's huge. Yeah. Tight ends in this style of league where they're 1.5, like you have to value that. Did you get any other tight ends after that? We got Ingram in four. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so then we were pretty good for a while. So we just grabbed Vance McDonald in 16, just a yeah. insurance policy. Doesn't sound like he's going to play this week, but should be good yeah. going yeah. forward. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Yeah, I like that's a nice uh, distribution of tight ends there throughout the draft. Yeah, and our strategy obviously was kind of sit on, sit on quarterback as long as you can. Luck at eight we felt was pretty good. Yeah. He has potential in our mind to be, you know, the number one quarterback by the end of the season. And stacking with Ty, it's always good. Excellent, yeah. And I feel like Lockett in the tenth is uh, is a pretty nice value there. Yeah. And uh, Pat and I have actually been arguing about Jarvis Landry a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I I can understand why it could be considered a reach maybe in the fourth, but to get him in the or the end of the fourth, early fifth seems like a steal. Yeah, Caleb loves him, so I'll let him. And with Ty, I mean, he has that over the top ability. Um, so I just really like him. You know, you have Jarvis who has that PPR ability and TY who just has that ability to go over the top. It just is a nice little combo. We have that consistency and just that top killer. So it's nice to have for sure. So you took Landry with Gordon still on the board. We, we did, were yeah. we were getting into this last night, Landry <laughs> versus Gordon. We actually made a hundred dollar bet in the elevator who has more fantasy points, Jarvis Landry or Josh Gordon. I, I took Gordon. He took the Gordon. I have the Landry side. We were both tired irritable angry <laughs> and made a bet in the elevator because we was like just let's stop arguing let's just make yeah. the bet and be done with this we do the same thing we'll put money on it make a decision yeah. put money on it go from there yeah 
All right, we're going to bring up our next guest here. We got David Dodds from the football guys here. Rocking the Antonio Brown jersey. Welcome to the show, David. Oh, it sounds great. This is uh, our late night. I, I didn't realize how late this was going to be. I'm normally on East Coast time. I think we're, what are we working on? Like midnight East Coast <laughs> time. So. so we'll just trust that people I'm will check us out in the morning. Of all the, the slots this year for the main event or, or the football guys, what is your favorite spot? Yeah, well, before the, before the bell situation, I thought four was perfect because literally there's there four outstanding running backs. Or, you know, so anyone in you know, those top four, and, and obviously if you have three or four, you can kind of choose between the last couple guys that are left. Uh, and, and all were pretty safe, and then you obviously get back in. And I always like to be – I always love to be near the middle in a draft because if value is sliding, you just literally have a chance to get that every single round. Anytime you're in a corner, by definition, there's value. Pick it up, and then now there's no value, so your next pick can't have value. So, so just by definition, I always love to be near the middle. Um, but the middle outside of those four picks was awful. Now Bell kind of messes that up some more. So now it's mostly those top three, and it, it's mostly the same guys. I mean, we love Zeke a lot this year. We love Leonard Fournette a lot. Um, and so kind of before the Marcus Lee injury, you could get him all the way to 9, 10. He's now moved closer to the middle. Um, so I think as long as I can get Fournette in the first round, I'm generally happy with my draft slot. And then after that, I think it just gets dicey where all of a sudden you're and, and I like Gronk in the first round too, which is late. But outside of you know when you start reaching for some of the other running backs, it just seems like the cliff is is severe. I mean, I don't really like Hunt. I don't really like Gordon compared to the girlies that just were five picks in front of me. So right, right. so it's the cliff is massive at the end of the first round. What about McCaffrey? He's someone who's moved up a ton recently. Yeah, I love McCaffrey. Um, it, it seems like really good value turn on you know some sometime early in the second round. Um, and again, it's just we're all trying to forecast what his role is. I mean, certainly in Stanford, he played a full rep. They've got CG Anderson. So does he split some carries? Is he not? I mean, you just don't know. He doesn't look like a player that should be a full-time back, but man, everything we've seen from him and he runs between the tackles so well that if he is a full-time back, if he's taking all the third downs as well, he could just have massive value. So he's somebody we love. Uh, typically like to get him, you know, at the turn, just past the turn. One thing that I've, I feel like it's kind of a debate right now for the drafts is like how deep wide receiver is this year, because it seems like there's a lot of value late, but then it's like, how many of those guys are you actually going to be able to rely on? Pat and I have the one oh one, So we've been looking at the four or five turn looking at wide receivers there. And it's really ugly or you have to take a risk on a guy like Josh Gordon or Corey Davis. Where's your thought on how deep wide receiver actually is? Yeah, I think it's I think it's extremely deep. And yeah, I think early in the draft, I mean, I typically the drafts I've been doing, I mean, obviously you lock up that running back in the first round. I actually like the value at receiver on that second three turn. Uh, and even sometimes getting tight ends in that range, because I think in the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I mean, there's just tons of guys like Marquise Goodwin, like Keelan Cole, like I mean, these are guys that have definitive giant roles in their offenses. That are just heavily being underlooked, over you know, or just underlooked, I guess. And and so I, I think it's a situation where so many teams now run three wide that you can just kind of carve out pretty easy situations where these guys have pretty big roles. I mean, dude, Edelman because he's going to miss those four games, you can get him in the fifth or sixth round. So there's guys yeah. that you can slide in there that are going to have pretty pronounced roles once they serve their suspension. So again, I. I don't really advise going super like I've seen some drafts or like five receivers. I just think it's crazy. I mean, I just, I look and go, okay. And then, 
you know, the guy that drafts Danny Amendola and the guy that drafts Keelan Cole. And he's got all these, these guys are all going to get spot starts and kind of make this work yeah. with a whole lot better team at, at tight end and running back. So I just, you know, you can wait a quarterback. I, I think you need to get one of the studs at receiver. But again, like from where you're drafting, I really like that, you know, Ty Hill, Tyreek, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ty, Ty Hilton. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, Tyree yeah. Hill, Tyree Hill, and Ty Hilton. I mean, those are two guys that are like big speed merchants that you can get that kind of production. But even like guys like Brandon Cooks are sliding. Right. And and so there's a lot of big time players that I think I feel like you can get in offenses, um, you know, even way past the fourth round. I mean, you can get them super yeah. late. Um, and then and to be honest, in a strategy, you know, I, we play quite a bit of best ball, but you can really lock up the Jacksonville receivers. You can lock up a lot of the Dallas receivers for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So, you know, again, Alan Ernst goes cheap. Gallup goes cheap. Terrence Williams doesn't get drafted. And that's literally their whole receiving core. I mean, so, I mean, somebody, one of those guys is going to play, right? Yeah. So you could literally have all those guys kind of see how that develops, cut the other two for really pennies on the dollar and have Dallas cheap. And same thing with Jacksonville receivers right now as well. So. Yeah. Uh, who have you found yourself – uh, taking a lot in drafts, like what? Who do you have the most exposure to now that we're pretty late into draft season? Yeah, I, I mean, at quarterback, I wait forever. So, I mean, clearly, I get none of the good guys, but I love Alex Smith. I mean, he he inherits a Washington offense where Kirk Cousins was like the fifth quarterback last year. And honestly, I don't know it was just how they play. I think, I mean, I think Alex Smith can play that same kind of. I mean, he plays more of a dink dunk style of game. I think he'll be fine in that offense. So again, because of that, I also love Jamison Crowder, who's like almost a perfect match for him. So there's a lot of guys like that. I've been on Keelan Cole way before even the Marcus Lee injury. Of course, his stocks went up, but I love him a ton. Uh, we're big on Alex Collins. That Baltimore completely revamped that. They got a great defense. They play in a good division, and they completely moved their whole offense around. I mean, they just they just run the ball a whole lot more than they have in the last past years. So I think he's got a clear defined role. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know. There's probably guys like virtually every round. I'm, I'm starting to really really like Rex Burkhead, um, who's a guy you can usually get in the fifth round. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of uh, David Njoku for Cleveland. I actually love the whole Cleveland offense. I mean, I think that whole offense is being just underbought right now. I think Tarot Taylor is going to have a fine season. Hey, props on getting the yeah, new to, pronunciation. To I know Tarot. Yeah, we're, we're making making effort on that. So, uh, but but yeah. So I think I think uh, Taylor and, and I think even like Carlos Hyde is going in the fifth round. I mean, I think that Cleveland offense is is absolutely going to stun people. And how the, well they can move the ball. I mean, it's completely retooled. It's not it, that whole team just doesn't look anything like what it did. And so again, you know, does Josh Gordon come and play? And, and if he's out there, they're, they're going to stretch stretch teams immensely in a weak division. So so we're excited about that. I mean, I'm excited to see Andrew Luck play again. So I don't know. There's a lot of. It just seems like there's value literally every round. Right. Um, and then I even like it's funny. Like I'll, I'll name a guy that everybody hates just <laughs> just just because it's kind of fun. But you got a guy like Tyler Eifert, and I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if he gets hurt in 10 minutes like everybody expects him to do. But I, I, what I will say about Tyler Eifert, and this is where sometimes it's important to really analyze contract structures and what people actually signed in the offseason. So he basically said there were other teams that were willing to pay him decent money. He said, I want to play for Cincinnati. And they really restructured a deal where he only really, really receives any money if he stays on the field. Right. So he makes about $8 million if he can stay on the field. And he makes literally peanuts, like probably less than a million dollars if he can't stay on the field. So here's, again, a guy who we've all seen when he was healthy, what his production looked like. 
And all the reports are coming out that he's healthy. Jordan Reed's another guy that's coming in, probably the healthiest we've seen in a long time. Now, again, these guys have a history of not being healthy. So I understand the pessimism. And But, again, you could pick up Tyler Eifert in the 12th round and 13th round. I mean, you'll know after week two or three, right? So right. I, my feeling is in the 12th or 13th round situation, you know, why not? Why not pick a football player like that? Could end up being a gold mine. And if he isn't, you cut him and you move on. And, and, and the reality is – What's also nice about Tyler Eifert is you literally can also get Tyler Croft Ooh, yeah. at the very end of the draft. So you really just lock Cincinnati. So in a tight end premium league, here are two darts that you pay nothing for. And I guarantee the production of those two guys, since they're both value plays, will, will heavily exceed what you paid for them. So it's stuff like that that I think makes the FFPC so fun because you can, you can target tight ends. You can do some things. I mean, you see some drafts start with – drafting tight end three times and people go, that's insane. It's like, well, it's dual flex. You can play all three times. I mean, it's not, you literally can craft a team virtually any way you want. That's what makes some of these formats really fun. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the Josh Gordon situation, which I think is another one of those where you see the the range of where people are willing to take him. Right. Um, based on, on what you expect. I think Hugh Jackson came out and said he was going to be on a pitch count, but would play week one. How bullish or bearish are you on Josh Gordon and how long do you think it'll take for him to round into form? Yeah, again, so many of these things, like I feel like you have to sometimes read the news and you have to kind of read, you know, as Donald Trump says, the fake news, I guess. But you have to you have to somewhat kind of diagnose like what is really happening. Like when when Josh Gordon, the story breaks and he's, you know, maybe he's got a flare up and he's leaving. I think that literally was fake news. I think Josh Gordon, who really dedicated himself to rehab, put in literally what what, what was it, like three-fourths of a year i mean that's not when you put three-fourths of a year into rehab you're kind of committed to rehab that's not trying to check a box to get back in the nfl right. that's that's saying I, I think i really care i think the reality was hard knocks comes and they're sitting there with their microphone and i think he just really felt uncomfortable like here i'm really trying to be in a peaceful place and get to a right place to play football if i can get to that place and I think it was just super uncomfortable. So I think he left. But, I mean, you see how ripped that guy is right now. <laughs> and we know absolutely he can play football. But but all of us have to see it on the field. But, I mean, yeah, he's going in the fourth, fifth round. And I think, honestly, from a talent standpoint, I mean, he could be a top three, four receiver, right? I mean, so I think it's a situation, I think, in fifth round. Yeah, I mean, is he going to completely go, you know, bust and this? I mean, all those are possibilities. But, yeah, I'm betting. I'm betting on him because I think – one, he's a great, great player, a great emerging talent. And two, I think he really cares. So I, I think it's one of those things where I think the coach, everybody's all deflected off Josh Gordon because they don't want to make him a storyline. They yeah. don't want they don't want the, the interview. So yeah, he won't start. He won't see the first three things. But if anybody's betting that Landry's gonna be the better option in Cleveland than Josh Gordon, I don't think you're watching football. Yeah. Well, I, I know it's getting late here. We'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Who's a guy, say, late in these drafts that you you don't want to walk away from the draft without without getting? I pretty much get Keelan Cole every 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 single draft. I mean, yeah. I, he's, he's a player. I really, really noticed him last year. Kenny Stills, another guy I don't think I leave without. Uh, almost always have him. Um, what kind of target share or, you know, role are you kind of projecting for – for Kenny Stills, he's obviously had the splash plays in the past, but you think he can get him more consistent? Yeah, I well, I, I just think Devontae Parker's not right. And, and I think um, they tried to feature him, tried to do that. But literally from really the last half of last year, you just saw Kenny Stills have a much more command of what they were really trying to do on offense. And that was even with 
you know, Jay Keller throwing the ball. So I, I think it's just a situation where I'm just not believing in Devontae Parker. And I just look down that, that depth chart. I mean, how long does Danny Amendola stay healthy? I don't buy into that. I, so I, it's just really a situation of really almost not necessarily all based on talent, but just I think the opportunity is just off the charts. And, and again, I think everybody just heavily wrong on that Miami offense. I think it's going to be bigger. Oh, another player I'll, I'll mention because I think a lot of people are making a huge mistake on him is Cincinnati. Is, one of the things that people don't look at enough of, I think, is Vegas and what Vegas is predicting for how many wins a team will have. So the Cincinnati Bengals predict to win about six games. Joe Mixon right now is going in the second round, sometimes in the third round. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes on the draft board. And I say that because a team that wins six games isn't going to be running out the clock. They're going to be playing from behind. And they've got literally probably the best third down back in the league, or one of them, and Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard is literally being gifted to people in the eighth, ninth, tenth rounds. And it's ridiculous because if they're really what I think happens – and the Cincinnati Bengals team is awful, and they're playing from behind. You're going to see this all this garbage time production with Bernard. You're going to get a back probably. But I get Joe Mixon's talent, and I understand talent's one piece of the equation. But the reality is they're going to pull Joe Mixon. We saw it a bunch last year. We're going to see a bunch more of it this year. So, again, huge mistake with Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Again, one of those running backs you can get. So then you can take super darts at the end of your John Kellys, of your Rod Smiths. That's how you win the main event is you basically don't go after. I, I, I laughed about that last year, the Cole Beasley's of the world. Hey, oh, yeah. and, 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 but, but the reality is those people that take the John Kelly's, the Rod Smith's that literally have talent backed up by a superstar. But if that superstar goes down and now Rod Smith is starting running back, what's he, what's his value? Yeah. And what's John Kelly's value if Gurley goes down? So yeah. those are the situations when you get in a 17, 18, 19, those are the darts you should be throwing and you pull that off by getting a Giovanni Bernard who just coasts you until hopefully that situation hits. That's how you win the main. I, I won the main event, but that's how yeah. some of the very best teams are crafted where you get known talent, good talent, but then you also just have a really smart approach to dart throwing. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about uh, Bilal Powell too, where you're getting that, you think they're going to be down, Bilal Powell is going to you know, work as the right. down back, but then has upside to be the full bell cow. Correct. Crowell, you know, it, gets hurt or, or he just surpasses him. I mean, he looked like the bell cow in preseason. Correct. Um, well, excellent. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you tell people, obviously you're over at football guys, right? You do a lot of stuff with the DFS. What other stuff uh, can they check out this season? Yeah. We're just at football guys. We do some stuff for free. Obviously we're in most of the stuff's behind the paywall now, but we'll obviously my blog's free. Uh, we'll have our DFS shows for free. And, and, and we obviously can sign up for a free newsletter. We send that out every single day. It'll break down the, biggest NFL stories and kind of what they mean for the fantasy. And so, but we're around, we're on Twitter and hang around and sometimes be on these podcasts as yeah. well. And so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, for the most part, just enjoy fantasy football. There's a ton of good free resources. We get that as well. And, but certainly if you want to step up your game, we've got some like 65 writers for us that will hopefully help you win your game yeah. too. So <laughs> and if you're looking to squeeze in one more uh, podcast before the season starts, you were on uh, the couch with Sigmund Bloomed a couple of weeks ago. That was a good kind of primer for looking at the season. So I uh, appreciate you coming out. It's late. And awesome. uh, it was yeah, always, always super fun. Guys, thanks yeah. so much. guys. Have a good one. And good luck in your drafts. Okay. Great. All right. Next up, we have Sean Bosley going to be joining us over here. Sean, welcome to the program. Glad to have you here. Thank you. And uh, Sean, 
if you guys aren't familiar, he's a high stakes drafter. And so we were excited to have Sean on because he drafted last night in one of our favorite drafts that they have here. It's always Thursday night after the opening game. It's yep. the bare knuckles draft. Why don't you explain to people uh, what that bare knuckles is referencing? Well, I saw the YouTube last night. You uh, referenced everybody in the bare knuckles as the sick puppies. <laughs> so uh, bare knuckles is uh, pretty hardcore. It's best ball, 28 rounds, 30 seconds of pick, no cheat sheet, no uh help if you have a co-manager you can't talk to each other uh you can switch out one time but um that's it so yeah. and i saw you you went solo i did see a guy yeah. switch out i think it was like 12th 13th round tagged in there are there are a couple teams that you know had two guys and uh you know if you have to use two brains to do this that's cool but i mean, just use one you know whatever whatever works we, we definitely want to talk about your team a little bit but how do you go about preparing for it is it just doing so many drafts that you have an innate yeah. feel for the boards or is there some actual memorization that goes on here uh both actually i start out uh memorizing the bye weeks because uh in this one you got to get three the conventional wisdom is three kickers three defenses three quarterbacks and there's no waivers or, or lineup so you have to deconflict the bye weeks you want to get three kickers they're all often because you get no points so that's kind of the first thing and then uh i do practice with the football guys app and try to just look at the board and not look at who they recommend and go through there. But uh, you can't, like like they say for this event, you can't, no matter how many mocks you do, what you prep, it's going to be different. And and this thing started off eight running backs. And it, team three ended up with four kickers, four defenses, and four quarterbacks. So kind of threw everything in a jumble. Yeah. So. What, what, who slipped the furthest where someone yeah. made the pick and they were like, oh, my God, how has he not gone? Devonta Freeman slipped, I think, to the fifth. Wow. Or so I, I don't have it right in front. Of, actually, it's on my phone. He, he slipped pretty far. And was that purposeful? Because you think you'd be front of mind having just seen him play. They just saw him play. They saw him split carries with Coleman. So, yeah, he went in the fifth to uh, team four, of course. Part of this is you kind of have a, a name in your head. And, and when it gets to you, if the guy right before you takes him, all of a sudden, 30, 29, 28, 27. And you, you got to kind of have to regroup. So um, a lot of times it looks like really good value, but it could be. People just couldn't pull it out of their brain fast enough, the pick they wanted. You know? Right. So I saw someone get skipped last night for yes. a couple couple picks. Yeah, Team 5. Uh, he was supposed to have a uh, co-manager with him. That's Brody da at Das Coffee on Twitter. He, uh, he His co-manager uh, kind of partied a little too hard during the day and didn't make it down. So <laughs> he was kind of left hanging. I think they were going to split up the 14, you know, oh, wow. do the first 14, second 14. And so, uh, he, you know what, he, uh, he recovered though pretty good. When you get stiff, when you get skipped, you get um, they go to the next guy, right? And then after the next guy picks, you get five seconds to to try to pick again. And if you don't do it in that five, they go to the next guy. Then they come back to you for five seconds. So he recovered pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We have a question in the chat from Kevin English. He says, "What's the penalty for announcing a pick that was already made?" You know, there wasn't, which was interesting, and I kind of thought there should be because, um, like for example, Team Four, the champs would call out like a name and they're like, it's already there. Oh, well, how about this name? Oh, that's already there. And that's, doesn't seem like that. There should be a penalty, but there isn't currently, you still got 30 seconds. So, um, currently there's none. Yeah. And now not to deviate too far from football, but yeah. you're a pilot, correct? Correct. Yeah. And yes. what, and, uh, how do you, I feel like with that, 
have you ever checked the waiver wire while in flight? No. Okay, just making sure. I don't want to get you fired. I but first of all, the wife. This is a safe place. No one. Yeah, no one's we're in the tree of trust here. Yeah. No. Uh. No. I, okay. I haven't. So, so I try to get Sundays off, and, and Saturday afternoons are busy for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but I assume there's just some times where you're flying when a right. waiver wire runs or happening or trades and. It's you, true. You feel like that puts you at a disadvantage sometimes? Uh, not. It's like maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty flexible with my schedule. I can move it around, trade. So I, I try to keep the important days off in the fall for the football. Nice. You got to have your priorities, right? Yeah. So there you go. It's all good. So yeah. let me ask you about your strategy for quarterback in these leagues. Sure. Because um, I think generally people wait probably a little bit longer uh, in the main event than, right. than in home leagues. But you can sometimes you'll see guys get pushed way, way down into – you know, the, the teens right. where they're taking their quarterback. So what, what is your general approach with quarterback? Uh, I like to wait. I like to wait and, and be in the middle of that if I can. If you're on the ends, you can't wait as long because you don't want to miss it. But I like to right. sneak in there and get a Matthew Stafford kind of like the sixth or seventh quarterback off the board. I want a quarterback that's got a bad defense and, and likes to just chuck it. So yeah. Stafford, Rivers. Oh. Uh, last night I got Stafford, Rivers, and Tyrod Taylor for my best ball. So – Guys like that, exactly, Mahomes. Uh, I had Drew Brees last year, and he killed me because I took him early, and they finally got their defense going, and they got the running game going. Right. So, and quarterback is, and for the main event, I'm, I'm probably going to wait as well. Yeah. yeah, and you can work the waiver wire, you can stream in those leagues. So, yeah, I feel like we we definitely always go really late. Um, it does seem like a lot of sharp drafters have a range of quarterbacks, like you were describing, where right. they don't want to let go of that massive upside. They're looking at the Stafford, right. Mahomes, Garoppolo range, where they it seems like they feel if you wait too long, say the Eli Dalton, even though you're going to get cheap production, they don't think that has the upside to really the carry ceiling. you. Yeah. Sure. It was funny, last night after the game uh, in, our, in our draft, it got down pretty late, and uh, the guy took Matt Ryan, and he, he was like, Matt Ryan, <laughs> the most resigned. He, he held his head down in shame, you know, so because you do get those three, five points, whatever he put up, you get those points from Thursday. So but he was it was funny. Everybody kind of laughed at that. So that is. Yeah. good. I just have to say there are so many people on Twitter and our friend Josh Hermsmeyer has a bit about never Julio because of his yeah. lack of red zone. I mean, what Julio had 11 catches last night, what 169 yards. And people are still complaining. You guys are still complaining about his production because <laughs> he did get at the end. zone. just take your 27 fantasy points right. and be happy. He's going to score a touchdown. It looks like they're obviously running the offense for him, but um, the whole offense, the whole red zone thing was what the Falcons supposedly were focused on in the off season. Like we're going to, we're going to put all our efforts in this red zone offense. And it was like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. so I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I just love the entitlement of fantasy owners to find ways to complain about what's oh, going to yeah. end up being a top five yeah. wide receiver for four of it. We'll complain about anything. It's like pilots. Pilots complain about, but pilot wins the lottery. He'll complain about the taxes. So yeah. you know how that goes. I, we asked Dodds this last night, who else is someone say after round 10 or 11 in all your drafts, you would, you wouldn't mind coming away from him having, kind of huge exposure to a late round guy well i uh i seem to always end up with taywan taylor from tennessee he's kind of the slot receiver there i think that uh a lot of he he looked really good at the end of last year and in the preseason he had a game with two touchdowns and he looks he looks more explosive i think than richard matthews richard matthews kind of injured a little bit and uh i'm kind of hoping that the titans turn around a little bit with a new coaching the new all that so i like how i like taywan taylor um who else am i getting all the time I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, I think I'm pretty chalk. Otherwise, I got my guys, you know, I like Paul Richardson. 
Yeah. yeah that's a guy with He's really cheap. He's cheap. Yeah, I got him last night in uh, round 16. So, I mean, he could be the number one receiver in Washington. And, and Alex Smith proved that he can chuck it last year. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I uh, he he seems way too cheap way for too cheap. for what yeah. his role is yeah. and what he's shown he can he can do. He I mean he has great hands at the catch point. Some of those contested catches oh, he yeah. made with Russell Wilson, yeah, is incredible. He's got the radio catch radius is like Spider Man. So yeah, and I don't know. I mean AP, but are they going to run the ball all the time there or not? I mean I think they're going to have to throw it. No, so they can. Yeah, he's going to hold up to that. Yeah, I don't think so. That's either. a really interesting offense without you know Geis and yeah so many new pieces it's hard to know and read you never know what you're going to get from him if he's healthy he's great but um right i don't trust Doxon either so i think it's going to come down to crowder richardson and reed yeah. so yeah it, uh, that's what you got to do you got to find these these gems in the yeah. late rounds uh and if you can get a starter out of what maybe two two of them you're yeah. in really really good shape yeah you see but i gambled last night taking gronk in the second you pay a price for it my rb2 is peyton barber <laughs> so eesh. all my flexes are going to be wide receivers and and uh, i took ryan griffith that's another guy that i kind of keep an eye on he's in houston and uh he didn't play last year i don't think because he was hurt but uh before that he was he was balling out and if deshaun watson is going to be the mega quarterback you know it's not i, I don't know i don't think it's going to be that the rookie tight end i think it's going to be ryan griffin so yeah was it dodds i was dodds talking was mentioning him last oh night. really yeah because I feel in years past, it's Football always guys. been a little bit of a uh, a mess because CJ right. Fedorowicz was there. Yeah. But now he's gone. Right. I don't think there's another tight end that's going to compete for targets. Right. And I feel like they could have a really concentrated offense with Fuller, Hopkins. I know Kiki Kuti, some people think he might get that slot role, but right. Griffin could theoretically be the third option right. in that passing offense. And if Watson is as good as he looked, that could be another steal. I think so. Late in drafts. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're very interested in the late round tight ends because if we miss out on Kelsey, we're thinking a lot of those tight ends we like, Najoku, they're going to be too rich for our blood. Najoku's shooting up. He's shooting yeah. way up. Yeah. And we, we're starting to consider just waiting. I mean, we're talking like round 12 and 13 and beyond. Ricky Seals-Jones, Nick Vanette. I like those two. Vanette. Like Give us your case for Vanette. I haven't heard his name mentioned. Seattle, uh, Jimmy Graham left. Uh, Paul Richardson left. Baldwin is, by his own admission, 85% or whatever. You know, he comes up with that number. Uh, Lockett is supposed to have a big year, but um, who's the red zone target? Uh, right. Brandon Marshall. He didn't, you know, he looked washed up last year. But uh, and Vanette had a touchdown catch in the preseason. He just looked like he, uh, he's been in the offense now for a couple years. And they like him. And that, I mean, I... I don't think they'd let Jimmy Graham go if they didn't think they could get some production out of him. So, uh, I mean, he's, you know, I consider him a late round sleeper, but I was, he, I got sniped. He went in round 16. So, um, yeah. And what, uh, what about Ed Dixon though? He's there too. And I see him getting drafted. I think he's more of a blocking tight end. Honestly, I think Vanette's the move tight end. Um, I don't think Dixon has the hands, uh, to, I don't know. I don't, I think he went undrafted last night. Maybe. Yeah, that's I mean it's a, hard to say. Seattle's I love that's my team. I'm, my okay. wife, my wife's uh, family is from Seattle, and I uh, I claim the Seahawks, and I couldn't be from Seattle too. It it it, it whatever. But uh, so I I don't know what they're doing. They yeah. draft Rashad Penny in the first round, and they have no offensive line, and Russell Wilson's just going to run around. We're oh we're going to run the ball really? I don't know. I said now Chris I got Chris Carson, and you know he's my third running back. So we'll yeah. see. We'll I still see. can't decide what was weirder, the Carson pick or the Sony Michelle pick. Right. I, I, 
you, you mean the penny? Yeah, oh, yeah think, sorry. Yeah. Michelle pick was, Michelle. was stranger to me personally. But how yeah. are you playing that New England backfield? Because the all three of those guys are are getting drafted um in pretty premium rounds. Right. And there is production to go around, but something's got to give there. I love him in best ball, but in uh, seasonal leagues, I I, I, I hate the, the Patriots running backs because you never know. Right. You never know. Belichick hates your fantasy team with a passion. So uh, I was trying – a lot of my strategy was to get Rex Burkhead and James White in the best balls. But last night, I mean, it was just – the running backs were flying off the, the board. I, I didn't get it done. So if I, in the main event, I don't know. I might stick – I might stay away. So – yeah. I, I just hate the lineup decision, and then you know, one you take you leave Burkhead out, and then he goes off, and you put him in the next week, and he gets two points, and you're just right. really, so yeah, it does really see. And I, I mean, I didn't even mention Jeremy Hill; he could right. literally be the goal line guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, sneaking around, and Sony's going to come back maybe eventually and be healthy. I don't know. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, but that's like the most well grown well-worn trope of oh right. the new england backfield's a headache but there is production there, there is if you can best, identify where the values ball. are best yeah. ball's the way right, to go someone can monopolize the touchdowns like blunt did in years past right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's just hard to know if michelle is going to be able to get in the good graces stay healthy be trusted in that offense uh and if he does then it's a true mess if not i think it can thin out a little bit it's an it's a quandary was it last year gillisley had like Four touchdowns had some big game like in week one, yeah, and then and then he disappeared. Yeah. Speaking of Gillisley, <clears throat> he is rumored to kind of be that Mark Ingram yeah. back these first four weeks. Everyone right. wanted it to be Jonathan Williams. I had him on my team. I drafted a week ago, or whatever. Jonathan Williams, yeah, yeah, on my football guys team. So yeah, where is are people? How Oops. aggressive are people drafting uh, Gillisley? Well, not super. He didn't go to around seventeen last night, and this is running backs were flying off the board. So he he went late and. uh Let's see who got him. Yeah, the not the uh, Kamara team four got Kamara Ingram, and and Gillespie was just grabbed late by somebody. So that's a neat play because they don't have literally anybody else there for the first four weeks. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to run the ball and play defense. Yeah. So. Well, excellent, Sean. We uh we appreciate hey. you uh swinging by. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. The high stakes drafter, the pilot. <laughs> Mr. Darth Tater himself, Sean Bosley. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot, Peter. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Good that, luck with the nice rest meet of your you guys. Yeah. Cheers. All right, we are joined right now by our favorite lads. Two-time champ. Two-time champ. What are you drinking there? Yeah, what? this is the most cliche <laughs> Vegas drink. It just needs to be about a foot longer. What? Tell us what is in that. Uh, four shots of 151 and strawberry margarita. Can I try this? <sighs> You're going to get Wait, all the... Four the, shots the, of 151 and the strawberry the margarita. It, dude. Like, <laughs> so is there also tequila in there? Like down there? No tequila. Okay. That is such a Vegas drink, dude. Yes, it is, dude. <laughs> Look at this guy. All right, so if you guys listened to our Fantasyland episode a couple years ago, these two guys, like a couple Tasmanian devils, crashed their way into our lives. Yes. And they have stuck. We are now Facebook friends. We used to be Snapchat friends. I deleted it. I'm sorry. What? I know. You just, son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, how many Snapchats have you been sending me that I haven't received? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been yelling into the void, but... I don't know. I feel like you, that's kind of your thing, right? Shot yeah. The void. Yeah. But these guys, we gave them a hard time because they, <clears throat> this is a team. These are guys that like to take two quarterbacks in the first 10 rounds, take yeah. two defenses first before round ideally. 15. And we before made fun round of you. 13. Lance Turbis, AKA sports betting man made fun of you. 
And yet you guys have been successful every year while Pat and I have whiffed. So mm-hmm. it, the joke is on us, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Two-time champions, two-time entrants. Yeah, but it seems like you're getting the day started early here with this drink. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to have one. Um, slighten the mood a little bit. Um, get ready for that draft tonight. I don't want co-manager all pissed off at me because I blurred out a defense in the fourth round. So Yeah, who we, we do have the defensive aficionado right now. Who are your favorite defenses this year? Um, well, you know, I think the easiest defense to go, of course, with the old Jags, right? But I'm really liking my Rams, dude. Yeah, okay. I love them, dude. All I mean, it almost seems too good to be true with all those, you know, Sue, Tlaib, Peters. You know, you've got an offense that, my God, dude, it's probably going to be a top five offense. So you you match that up with the defense. Hey, uh, we drafting online or on, in person? Online, dude. <laughs> you guys signed <laughs> up for an online, online So we came to uh, Vegas to do an online league. So. You're kidding, right? <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. Oh, it's not? Yeah. So it's, we are drafting in person. Yes, it's live. All right. I feel like we should give you guys a proper introduction. Uh, longtime viewers will know we've talked to you each year when we've been out here. So we got Mark Ray. He is the voice of the La Mesa Golden Tornadoes. Did I get that right? The La Mesa Golden Tornadoes. Yeah. La Mesa, Texas. Yep. Okay. That, and no. then we got his son here, Matt, a.k.a. Uncle Piot. The voice of the Uncle Piot Show. Okay, you, you need to talk in Oh, the voice of the Uncle Piot Show? <laughs> you can tell the dad's the broadcaster because uh, Matt's forgetting to talk into the mic. But yeah, you guys, I feel like we have created a rivalry with you guys and Lance Turbis, uh, sports betting man, but you guys were pretty chummy last night. Things seem uh, pretty friendly. What'd you say his last name was? Jizzfest? <laughs> what was it? Lance, Lance what? Lance Turbis. Oh, Turbis. Turbis. Okay. Turbis. Turbis. Yeah, hmm. but- but what do you think of his new haircut? He's looking pretty clean. I, I didn't like it. You like the hippie version? No, I like the man bun, dude. I. You guys last year named your team in honor of him and had actual man buns. Yes, mm-hmm. we wore our man bun wigs to the draft mm-hmm. in honor of Sir Lance. So what's the team name and uh, theme this year? Brady Gaga. <laughs> ra, ra, ooh, la, la. Ra, ba, goo, ga, 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 ga. Okay. okay. I, I like that. You you guys it's like you choreographed that. You say the name and he launches into song and dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see our uh custom made Brady Gaga shirts tomorrow. Um, are we getting wait. a preview of this? I'm right telling now? you guys, you're gonna love them, dude. They cost me uh 70 bucks. Right, custom we, made. I just took another sip of your drink and that thing is is foul. Uh, yeah. if you'll remember that's what knocked him out last year. But that was three of them. This is what a, a pack of ladies on a bachelorette night out drink. All right, I don't know how you how you can do this. Or a gringo from Texas and Vegas. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to some fantasy uh, chit chat, fellas. Uh, I need a bold prediction for your sleeper tight end this year. Okay, I, first of all, I like this because Pat and I have been hosting now for an hour and twenty minutes, and to have someone else hop in the host chair, I can really you know kick back, put mm-hmm. my feet up, you know. And let you answer the questions here. So, Pat, why don't you feel that one? Because we've been talking about it. Yeah. So my favorite, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and steal from the great minds we've had on. The guy who keeps coming up is Ryan Griffin. 
Ryan Griffin, okay? And he's going to finish in the top 30 or the top 10. <laughs> you, so now I feel like this is interesting for you to make fun of this because you are a man who drafted CJ yeah. Fedorowicz last year as your first tight end in round 14. Who, who takes no, it was Evan Ingram last year was our first tight end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fedor was the year before. Okay. Correction. Correction. <clears throat> Sorry, but you guys are notorious for waiting on tight ends. Mm -hmm. So why are you making fun? of a starting tight end in the state you hail from who's going to get some targets. Oh, there's a lot of things that hail in the state we're in. Doesn't mean we take them. <laughs> Touche. <clears throat> Touche. Um, but, yeah, but uh, we're not going to draft somebody for targets. <laughs> Why not? Is it, aren't targets the lifeblood of fantasy football production? I'd rather draft someone for the number of receptions that they have <clears throat> and yards and touchdowns. And what leads to receptions? Um, and what now? Say again. <laughs> what comes before receptions? Targets. But that uh, doesn't mean that they get the actual uh, Des reception. Bryant had 130 targets last year and finished with like 60 catches. Yeah. So I think targets it was more like 170 shit. something targets. But <clears throat> would you take a flyer last round, Des Bryant? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Um, last round? Sure. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Who picks in the last round though? Because we alternate rounds. Who gets the you final do. say so? Yeah. Oh, then yes, we'll be taking Dez if he's there in the last round. Right. We got stars. I got odd. You have even. Okay. Now well, we're taking so, Dez. So you guys, you are not going to confer on individual picks. You guys are going to alternate the whole draft. No, we always confer. But if I'm, it comes, I'm, to I'm, I'm easily swayed on with a good argument. Yeah. How many good arguments does this guy have? <laughs> he's got good arguments. <laughs> yeah. Huh? As long as he doesn't have two more of those before we draft this evening. It's about, I was hoping this was a Bloody Mary, and it was not. I was hoping yeah, it was going to be a Bloody Mary later in the bathroom. I don't, that's, uh, that's, awful. that's too much, too mm, much information. Yeah. Who, this is a family show. Who are you looking at? The tight end. Like, I know that uh, well, it, it, um, you, you know, I'm going with a good friend of mine. Uh, we are Facebook friends. Uh, my friend Mike Gasecki. Okay. Wait, you're uh, Facebook friends with Mike Gasecki? No, but I did send him a friend request. <laughs> How many random NFL players have you attempted to friend uh, I'm friends with Marion Barber on Facebook. <laughs> you ever slid into those DMs? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Stop wiggling the yeah. mic around. Oh, yeah. Uh, first time, folks. First time caller. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at Mike Gasecki, who's being hailed as the next uh, Jimmy Graham. By so, by Matt uh, Jarrett. Oh, this what? is wow! This, this is, is off the rails. That's that's the worst thing that has ever. Has like, anyone ever done that on a podcast with you before? I'm just curious. I will say right now, there have been a lot of awful I'm videos. I'm surprised you didn't. What did you like? No, seriously, has anyone ever shit their pants? Well, you were doing a podcast no, with them. No, they, and That's I the first and time. Seriously, sharded too. There's juice no, in there. Dude, did, you, did you hear how fucking wet I, that shit was? I spoke of the Bloody Mary too soon. Yes, Coach Leaves in the chat. Did that just happen? Yes, wow. it did. And I, I've put out, there's been a lot of awful videos that have yeah. come out on this channel. But I can say for certain, this is the lowest moment in this channel's history. <laughs> yes, it is. By far. Uh, the only thing I could give it props for were the acoustics did come through did, pretty he solid. He did get the mic on. There yeah, I did. Well. Ooh, and that matter of fact, it's a bloody hairy right now. Ooh. I love that you can't get the mic up to your mouth correctly, but when it comes to putting it 
in front of your butt for a fart and mm -hmm. just nailed that to well, total perfection. Yeah. I apologize to everyone out there. We're, we're wrapping up. I mean, we've done enough farting into the mic. Let's get someone else on it. Thank you guys for coming hey, on. We appreciate you, Peter. Appreciate right. it. I just want to make one statement. Uh, there's the safest wide receiver folks in this year's draft. Don't forget about the man, the myth, the legend. He's had over 100 catches the last three seasons. He's in his 30s. His name's Larry Fitzgerald. He's only missed two games in the last nine years, folks. Don't sleep on my man. Thank you for that. That's, a, that's quite the mic drop there, an actual mic drop on the Larry Fitzgerald call. All right, well, let's bring in uh, Brian and Scott here. Uh, Scott, you're more than qualified. We hung out with this guy in the pool yesterday, and he is qualified. Went real good. Yeah, Scott's the uh, he's the brains on the beauty. So that's that's the the, the tandem here. Oh, we're live. We're like, oh, we're live. We are live on YouTube. Gum, because you know. All right, let me get a photo. I mean, sure. Draft Draft Addict. We got to tweet this because uh, he's got a loyal following that's going to want to see him. Oh yeah, live on YouTube right now. Um, I saw it. Were you once again were at the gym this morning? How? Why do you keep? putting us to shame you're not supposed to make time for the gym in, in las vegas <laughs> you just gotta sweat out that coors light you yeah, know feeling yeah than I was <laughs> Dude, we were in rough shape so yeah we were at the pool with these guys and uh yes although at least we didn't have drafts to do you had you had to get up for what a 10 a.m draft yeah we had 9 a.m 28 rounder uh marathon best ball league uh was it 12 50 so yeah we we uh we're, we're about to walk into our second so yeah it's uh they're long they're long 28 rounds yeah, and but, so uh, you said these were going to be kind of marathon. Yes, this is a long grind. day. This yeah. is a long day. So how did they yeah. go? Uh, they went well. I mean, we did a lot of Google searching pretty much after round 22. But uh, I think they went well. We, we picked late again. Um, we picked at the uh, 11 spot. Started out pretty strong. Uh, would we? Would we? Uh, what was first pick? Come on, you're the. This is. I was crossing stuff off. Like, <laughs> I'm the no, we guy. went DeAndre Hopkins. So we went in the beginning and then uh, got Gronk on the on the on the way back. We passed on Julio. We passed on the free uh, twenty was twenty eight points yeah. from last night. Yeah, I looked that up. I don't remember the end of the game last night. I'll just say that that was a long day. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, and so what? Now you have another twenty eight round one. Yeah, another one. So we should be good. What? Uh, after the game last night. Are there any interesting uh, ADP shifts that you're noticing? Yes. Devonta Freeman dropped probably to, what, mid-fourth in the last oh, couple rounds easy. I've seen. He was, you know, uh, end of the first, or I'm sorry, end of the second, middle of the second uh, round type guy. Ajay's jumped up definitely. Um, he's uh, I've seen him going in the fourth pretty soundly. And then Julio, small bump, but, you know, beginning of the second round, he's now in the end of the first. So okay. those are the two big ones I saw. Ertz did slip a little bit in our, our draft. Uh, he went, uh, I want to say, mid-third. But um, Should we talk about yeah, Pete and Pat affected this current draft? We did. How so? Yeah, well, you know, yesterday we had to talk about, <laughs> do you, are you concerned about uh, putting too much faith in certain players throughout you know, different drafts? And remember, you said absolutely not. And then you yeah. said, hey, we're not picking Tom Brady. Correct? Today. I didn't want to take a quarterback early. Of which I pushed the issue. Tom Brady. So we got Tom Brady now again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tom Brady. It was pretty, you know. we, we took him in the eighth, right? We, we I thought it was Gronk. strong, it but yeah. But Pat Mahomes went uh, like six picks later, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the Brady pick at the end. Yeah, yeah. you guys start a little quarterback run there. It sounds. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, draft experts leagues. That's that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So 
yeah, I feel like the Devonta Freeman situation, it's interesting, especially because I read this morning about some concern about his PCL injury and him maybe not being at full health for the whole season. Uh, or do you think his slide is just strictly due to his performance last night? I, I didn't know about the injury news. I yeah. gotta be honest with you. So it could be a little bit of both. When did Coleman go? I think in our, I think he went at the sixth round in the draft we did. So maybe that's why he got bumped up so high. But yeah. I think mainly it's due to performance. Yeah. I mean, really that, that first game really has effects, you know, yeah. people, I mean, they, they just saw it last night. So the fact that Ertz dropped a little bit too, I mean, you know, I think Aguilar, he went where he normally does. He didn't drop too far, but, um, but yeah, I think definitely it was just the performance bias. Yeah. I mean, we were really hoping for some bigger games from Ertz and, you know, to push those guys up. Yeah. We're praying for Kelsey at two twelve, yeah, and we really needed an Ertz bump there to, yeah, although yeah. he still is. And do you, Freeman also stinks for us because he was a mid to late second guy every single draft. And I don't think he's going to go there anymore. No, he won't. So that's another. It's it's going to be tough for us to you know we've been crossing our fingers hoping for an AJ Green a Kelsey yeah. but if if Ertz isn't jumping up there Freeman's no longer going there we just lost McKinnon there a few days ago yeah. so I don't know if we're going to get one of those primo targets to slip like it's we had getting hoped. uglier and uglier yeah especially in the third round the other guy that dropped big time was Kelvin Ridley in the draft we just did he went to the twenty third round wow. wow so I mean that was a massive drop I don't what was his stat line last night he had like what two targets maybe I, I don't he. I haven't even looked at the yeah, box yeah, score yeah. for last yeah. night. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, I would say he was maybe going probably overdrafted before. Yeah. And now you think it might have swung too far in the other direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 23rd, especially in a best ball league. I mean, why not? I mean, at that point, he's probably your wide receiver yeah. seven, eight. You yeah. know, at that point, you're just building up, you know, throwing darts. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys got another drive. You're going to pound the table for Tom Brady again. Oh. Just keep doing it. 100%. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, um, Tell the guys some of your secrets. Yeah, tell us all secrets. these players. <laughs> how you pick? Tell us your secrets. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just study draft boards of guys that are a lot smarter than me. That, that's that's the secret. That's I, what we're doing. I asked you this yesterday in a very nice pool cabana oh, no. that uh, Scott got. Uh, no, don't worry. Uh, how many <laughs> how many drafts have you done this year? Uh, so, yeah, so far probably safe. I would say seven hundred ish, eight hundred ish, somewhere around there. That's insane, people. Yeah. This is it. I mean, if anyone lives up to their Twitter handle, <laughs> yeah, right, it's right. you, Draft Addict. 95% of our best balls, though. So let's yeah. keep that in mind. So, yeah, very few roster managed, maybe 30 to 40 roster managed this year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's still, uh, that's that's still a lot. That's where I really lean on Scott. Left handed quarterback. You can, you can, I thought we were going to talk about left handed quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Never draft a left handed quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. That's, that's yeah, one of our secrets. Hang on. Yeah. Get into this theory <laughs> yeah. because I haven't heard this. Ryan, would you like to elaborate? No, no, no. Let's let him. Let's let Scott. I asked him the question. He ducked it. No, Scott, but I feel like this is mastermind by you. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to talk to the mic, Scott. There's. I'm sorry. Well, there was some. Um, what was it? This isn't going to be good for your your viewers, I think. But there was Toyota did a uh, fantasy football drafting championship. Okay. And one of the things I learned. So you're giving them the full history. Oh, I'm giving them okay. the full history. I don't yeah. know. No, it's good. Else to go, they won't think it's funny. But they're they're giving these interviews of these pros that are getting these awards and. One of the guys, again, I'm not a big sports guy, right? I got to learn from YouTube and Brian and everybody else, right? Yeah. And they said, never draft a left-handed quarterback. And so I've always stuck with that, and it's it's done well. But isn't there so. only, like, one left-handed quarterback in the league? 
I don't even know if there's a starting left-handed quarterback in the league. You know why? Because they caught on to his yeah. theory. Oh, so, they, <laughs> so you were in before yeah, everyone else. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you're in the chat and you know of a left-handed quarterback that's starting, let us know, and I will for sure avoid him in my drafts. <laughs> Do you have any other theories? We're going to watch the guy. He's just going down. Yeah. He went from the sixth round to the tenth. You tell, us, tell us about some of your sleepers. Yeah, who are your sleepers? Other well, than Tom I, Brady. I didn't know them yet because they're not in the league. I mean, they're, they're that. <laughs> you tried to draft Debbie players in uh, your drafts this year? Just say yeah. <laughs> just say yeah. You've been watching right the- over my head there. You've been hanging out at the high school is what we hear. Scout. <laughs> I know that sounds worse. Yeah, that, it, yeah. Sound yeah. really, I'm married to three kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that Beautiful woman. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful family. Love yeah. her. Love her. Uh, who's, uh, who's your favorite sleeper? Sleeper? <laughs> Ooh. You know, you know what? Oddly, I have 100% ownership of Tyler Croft. <laughs> really? So, yes. Last pick? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think we got him in the 26th round of this last draft. Wow. So I like him as a sleeper, tight end premium format. Have I you thought you were going to say Dez. Ooh. Oh, we got sniped on Dez. Oh, yeah, like round, he went in round like 24, 25. It okay. Was, it was crazy I'm, at that point. Who cares? Just, right? Yeah. 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 Have you, he went right before Brandon Marshall. So Have you paired Croft with an earlier Eifert share? Or no. Just all naked? No. I yeah. mean, that's kind of why I like Croft, right? I don't yeah. like Eifert. Um, we went, we've went. we been going tight end early. I've had Gronk in all my FFPC drafts out here so far because I've been picking late, uh, late in the first. And I, I usually get him early second. Um, and then this draft, we actually paired him with uh, we we got Gronk and um, Kyle Rudolph, and we took him in the fifth, I think. And then after that, it went. I mean, he went. We took Rudolph and then Nujoku and uh, one of the other kind of middle tier tight ends. They're they're flying off the board fast. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, we've been yeah. lamenting that of there there really is no all the the hype tight ends are just going at such a yeah. a premium. Oh yeah, you really. I mean. It, you know, you want in regular leagues, hometown leagues, Najoku's your your sleeper out here. Right, right, not right. a sleeper <laughs> at all. Yeah, he's a Trey six Kirk. round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Trey's another guy. I think he went in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, he is skyrocketing yeah. out here. Yeah, that's why it is so nice to be able to get Gronk too, because you yeah. can just wait down. so long. Yeah. Uh, we we talked yesterday. I like the you know I, I like starting out running back, tight end, and then you've got flexibility. The next six seven picks, you can kind of do it. Pick up whatever value falls to you. Yeah. Hopefully, if some does. Yeah. yeah, I saw you yesterday. Your first draft, you did the McCaffrey Gronk start. Is yeah. that your your ideal start from yes. a late round pick? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're picking five in this next one, so I'm not going to take McCaffrey that high, but I do love that at the end of the first. Yeah, being a second. Yeah. That is a really That's nice combo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, so, and you're taking McCaffrey over Fournette, Melvin Gordon, and Hunt. They're guys. usually gone by then. I'm taking them over Hunt for sure. Uh, Fournette and Gordon have been going uh, middle of the first. I mean, they're they're going early. I think the last one we did, he went at the 105, Fournette did. And okay. then Gordon was at like the 107, 108. So yeah. those guys are usually off the board. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know a lot of the sharp guys are sure love them. Some McCaffrey. I think I've yeah. even seen Hubbard and Sousa, those guys, take him at 103, yeah. maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's either them, uh, McCaffrey or Saquon. But um, but yeah, I, the the days of getting McCaffrey in the middle of the second, are, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. All right, Scott, we need another hot take. We need well, a sleeper, strat. No, uh, there's no strat, uh, sleepers. But I was going to ask, what we, we did talk about this yesterday, that when we're talking in these events, the, the pros never give quite their best 
their best advice. They give their their second best advice. So I was going to ask Brian, you know, what's what's your second favorite pick? Because you're not going to tell us the first one. You're going to lie. I'm too many beers deep for that. I, I, I the, the McCaffrey Gronk is is the is the selection for me in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the start I like. So you asked him for a second, which means he's now going to give us his third. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. They're yeah. just always going to move the goalposts a, a little bit more on us. Yeah. Yeah. How. It is interesting, though, because a lot of the high-stakes guys like keeping some of that close to the vest. You're obviously sharing your boards, sharing yeah, your thoughts. Yeah. Because is it, for you, it's just way more of a portfolio thing? I'm doing I'm doing such a high volume. I don't, it does, just doesn't matter to me. I mean, I don't keep track of my player shares. So I see it as a way, I don't mind if somebody takes a guy I like, because I know I've got 500 shares of the guy, right? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It kind of saves me from myself. So, yeah. well, fellas, I think we need yeah. to get going. Yeah, we got to get that draft up. Hey, yeah, hopefully we moments. can do more of this. Yeah, good luck yeah. with those lefty <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> See you guys. All right, Thanks. guys. Good luck. Scott, you're a natural. Yeah, right. <laughs>